this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com and it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, thank you. <laughs> um, and I'd also like to thank all of the patrons who have donated to the show. I really appreciate that. I wish I had a um, a list so I could name some of you, but I do not have it on me. Um, just realize that if you have donated, and then I appreciate it, and I thank you for it. All right. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot. Uh, should I talk about the comic books I read? I read, I read four comic books. Uh, well, actually three, because I read the, the fourth one, like, earlier. Um... It's called Heroes in Crisis. It's the... I don't know if this is like a company-wide crossover from DC or what. Or some sort of a event. Or if it's just a... Uh, just a... a, a standalone... Um, limited series. I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. It's uh, written by Tom King who wrote he wrote the vision which I really liked eventually you know I got I had trouble with like the first issue or so but once I got past that um, I saw exactly how genius it was right um, he wrote uh, Miracle Man and I only read like the first few issues but I enjoyed them you know and the fact that I didn't read any more is actually a, uh, a statement on my comic book buying um, patterns more than uh, quality of the product that he was putting out. You know, um, I keep hearing nothing but good things about his run on Omega Men, um, which, once again, I keep wanting to get around to read, but I just haven't. I've only read one issue of his uh, Batman run, um, and it was like the 50th issue where uh, Batman and Catwoman were supposed to get married. Uh, I'm not going to tell you if it happened or not, but that's what was supposed to happen. And uh, this, this is like the only other thing I've read from him. And I'll tell you right now, the... (laughs) more uh, I don't want to say obscure but the more non big name <laughs> character the more non big name a character is I think the better he does because I guess he can take a, he has a lot more leeway um, with things 
because, like I said, I really enjoyed his vision. Vision is not a, a, a top-level superhero, okay? Um, if you were to just talk to anybody about um, top Marvel characters, I seriously doubt a vision comes in the top ten, and that's even people who've seen the movies. You know, you've just just stuck with the people who saw the movies. I don't think that the vision will come in top ten, right? Um, but he's popular enough to have his own title. You know, he's had his own title multiple times. Um, limited series, yes, but it's still his own title. You know, when he was a Scarlet Witch. They, Vision and Scarlet Witch, they had two. So, you know, I mean, he is popular enough, but you don't really see a lot of people walk around with Vision t-shirts. That's all I'm saying. Um, Mr. Miracle, it's the same thing, you know? Even if you were to just talk about the creations of, uh, of, of Jack Kirby, I really don't think that Mr. Miracle would be high on the list. You know, he would be higher on the list than uh, Vision would be on that other list. Um, especially if you're talking about, you know, Jack Kirby creations at DC. You know, he'll probably be at the very top, um, if not right below Dark Side. Okay. Well, he'd probably be below Dark Side. But anyway, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I like the stuff that Tom King does when he doesn't have a big spotlight on him, because I read 50, you know, and like I said, that was the only book I read, and this is something that was an anniversary issue, and I'm of the belief the anniversary issues should be to some level standalone, okay, and this was to some level a standalone book, um, but it was just weird because it, it seemed like they had a bunch of pinups, you know, they had a bunch of guest artists, and those guest artists each worked on, like, a page, and it seemed like each page was a one-panel pinup style thing, right, um, so I didn't really enjoy it, but then again, I, it's very rare in the past 20 years or so that they come out with a Batman book that I honestly, truly, actually enjoyed, you know, there's some are like, oh yeah, that's pretty good, but nothing like, oh man, this is excellent, this is great, you know, um, once again, I know that that's me, because Batman is one of the most popular superheroes in the world, so obviously he must be doing something right, okay, um, but this Heroes in Crisis thing, I liked part of it, and another part I didn't, all right, I liked when he was once again, putting the spotlight on the lesser-known characters, okay? Um, and I'm not even talking about the two leads of the book, right? Because this is really odd, because if anybody had told me this, even as little as uh, three years ago, that there would be a major title out from DC where the two leads were Harley Quinn and Booster Gold, I would have told you, get the fuck out of here, that bullshit. No one's going to buy that. Um, <clears throat> but they are the two main characters of this book. Now there are you do have your your Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and Flash. You know, like AKA 
the real stars of the DC universe, um, in the book, but they're, they're, and they're not exactly minor characters, but they are being, uh, relegated over to the side, you know? So when he concentrates on people like, um, Lagoon Boy and, um, Poison Ivy, I thought that he did some really good stuff with them, you know? Um, but the problem that I have with the book is really what was a strength in Vision and in Mr. Miracle, which was he tells stories very disjointedly, okay? At least in my, my opinion. They're, they're very disjointed, um, and I don't have a problem with that because Howard Chaykin used to do that all the time, you know? He'd start off with a bunch of what seemed to be random scenes, and then he would tie them all together, okay, and that's the impression I'm getting, that's what Tom King is doing here, he's, has what seems like a bunch of random ass scenes, um, and he seems like now, because I'm up to issue four, it's like he's starting to pull them together, but at the same time, I don't find anything compelling in the actual, I don't find much complaint, uh, compelling, I should say, in the random scenes, you know, um, yeah, it's, now it's dealing with something that you think that, that somebody somewhere would have brought, you know, to the forefront before, and that's dealing with the actual mental health of the superheroes and going through PTSD and that kind of thing, which makes sense because, if you look at the, well, it seems like every six months there's a new company crossover, okay? I could be wrong, maybe closer to nine, but it's not a year. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't believe it's a year, because even if it's not like a company quiet, oh, company quiet crossover, then basically what it is is that there are little crossovers in between, you know? So even if it's not, um, you know, world destruction crossover one, you know, 2019, you know, a couple of months later, then you'll have uh, Aquaman and the Teen Titans teaming up to fight, uh, you know, the ghost of John F. Kennedy and Elizabeth Taylor, you know, just shit like that, you know, and that's like three issues, you know, I, I complain about that with Aquaman, how they keep like interrupting the story they're telling Aquaman with this crossover bullshit, right? Um... And so you, you would think that after a while, that constant grind would start to drag on people, you know, because they brought up Lagoon Boy and Lagoon Boy was in that Titans special years ago where they introduced a bunch of Titans and they killed them off in that first issue, you know, and Lagoon Boy was one of the people who was, as it turns out, he was just badly injured. He was not straight up murdered, you know, um, oh, what the fuck are you doing, you dumbass, sorry, I'm driving, apparently this person doesn't understand that a green arrow means that you can go, and instead they decide, oh, I'll stop, because I'm a fucking asshole, anyway, so when you deal with that kind of, a uh, PTSD, you know, when you deal with those, like, those kind of events, PTSD is going to, is going to happen, right, um, I'm surprised that over at Marvel, uh, 
what's his name? Uh, Steve Rogers is as mentally stable as he is, you know? Um, because that guy, he, he goes through him like every couple months. Um, and he doesn't get to disappear for months at a time, except for that time he got uh, shot by his baby mama while doing a perp walk. But other than that, you know, he's like there, okay? Except for when he's dead, he's there. But anyway, we're talking about these. Um, and so I don't know if I could necessarily recommend this book. Maybe when it's all said and done, it'll at least make sense. But I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, with uh, Vision, I didn't know what was going on, but the ride was pretty cool, you know? This one, it's like, I don't know what's going on, and I really don't know if I want to. I'll probably will finish reading the series, but I don't know. I'm not talking shit about Tom King um, because this is his style, and I don't know if his style really um, works on a grand scale, you know? If this was like a... uh, I guess if this was a smaller thing, I think that it might have worked. It might have been an interesting, at least, character piece, you know, a murder mystery type deal, but it's like they want it to be bigger, and it's not scaling well. I I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I haven't really heard a whole lot of people talking about it, except for, you know, um, I want to say the usual suspects, but these are people who are friends with Tom King, you know, um, but anybody who's like not an actual, who doesn't claim to be an actual friend, they haven't been talking about it, you know, um, eh, I don't know, anyway, but it did get me to thinking, uh, that and, um, a, a Facebook post, uh, a friend of mine is talking about how he wants to start a site where they actually start telling older, you know, stories in an older style where everything, where there's not a bunch of, uh, crossover events. And I'll tell you right now, I'm, you know, I used to like crossover events. Then I started to get turned off to crossover events. Now I'm actually swinging back towards, I don't have a problem with crossover events if they're done well, because unfortunately, economics and um, an editorially driven um, industry um, has sort of changed the the crossover event in ways that it didn't really need to go you know um, but it's it's too late now they're they're trapped in this certain format you know and it's like um, I was thinking about it today. <clears throat> it's sort of like a trickle-down storytelling. You know, you have one storyline, one, um, not even a storyline, one um, limited series that the companies, the big two companies, are putting all of their resources and marketing behind, and then all the stories have to trickle down from there, you know? story, you know, you start telling a story in, um, you know, super mega crossover one, you know, crisis wars. Let's, let's go with that. That'll be the fake one. Cause that sort of, uh, touches 
both of them, or we call it secret prices or something like that. You know, as DCMR, we can be either one because both of them do it. You know, both sides do it. Oh, kill me now. Anyway, so they put all the resources into telling that story, and whatever happens in that story affects everything else. You know, um, I understand it. Like I said, from an economic standpoint, and when you have like one or you know, if you have one main editor and a couple of assistant editors saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to push," then it's sort of easier to get buy-in from uh, a couple dozen editors. You know, because I think that was like the main problem they had with uh, Crisis is that after Crisis and Infinite and Infinite Earths were over, a lot of the DC editors were like, okay, now that we're done with that foolishness, we're going to tell our, we're going to keep telling our stories because you know that's something that they do a lot over at DC where they'll have this big main uh, event and then they, there's these changes. And everybody just ignores them because they did that with New Fifty Two. Because you know there's a, they were telling the stories of DC, uh, excuse me, with um, um, uh, Batman and um, Green Lantern, and they were were just like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go back to telling the stories we're telling. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so why do we have this big thing where we're, you know, flushing? You know, why flush the bowl if you're still gonna just like keep shit in it? You know. And break it up. Anyway, um, I don't know why I went there. Anyway, um, and it's it's really weird because a lot of the best parts of um, crossover events in the past haven't been like that singular. They know that been told that focus that singular thing. I mean, the singular um, title. I mean, think back to stuff like Inferno. I like to bring up Inferno a lot because with Inferno, yeah, it was an X-Men crossover, but there were other books that were affected. You know, they weren't affected directly. Not all of them, because, you know, some of them, like, I think Spider-Man was just like, well, what the hell's going on there? You know, but he went about his business. Um, But Daredevil, it affected directly, power pack affected directly, you know, it's the same thing with uh, Fallen Mutants, it's the same thing, there, these, there were these big events going on, and yeah, there was an effect, but you didn't have to go read some other book in order to know what was going on, you know, over in DC, Millennium was not a very good story, okay, <laughs> but there were a lot of things that happened because of Millennium and the Manhunters and other titles that kind of worked, you know? And they were just like, hey, you know, and back then, you know, storytelling was different. They just said, hey, there's a bunch of uh, Manhunters around and they're in secret. You know, we don't know who's a Manhunter and who's not. And then, okay, by the end of that, by the end of that issue, it reveals, oh, okay. Well, the doctor of the outsiders, uh, she was a manhunter, you know. Laurel Kim, she was a manhunter. And Eric, why are you spoiling these stories from, what, 35 years ago? Maybe not 35, but you get the picture. <laughs> um, Legends was the same thing, you know. 
yeah, there was a bunch of big stuff going on over there, but in these individual titles, some of which were really weak, <laughs> being referred to as uh, legend crossovers, you know, really like somebody sitting in a diner and on the um, on the TV, they're talking about how superheroes have been outlawed and, you know, and shit like that, you know, but uh, but to me, that's how they could have been doing events all along, you know? So if you say, okay, we have this event going on, there's no one centralized story, but we're going to be planting seeds and all of it. Like, or, or even if you want to have a centralized story, you'll say, okay, the story starts in Justice League, okay? Keep it to Justice League. Don't go anywhere else, right? You want to tell, here, this is a three-part story, Injustice League, okay, or six part, there you go, that's half a fucking year, six part story in Justice League, and you show how it affects the other titles, but you don't have to go out and read Justice League, you know, somebody could say, you know, Animal Man could be hanging out, say, oh shit, what's going on with the Justice League, I don't know, I have to go save animals, okay, well then boom, there you go, so you know something's going on, and it did get mentioned, so you can probably slap a label on it, but at the same time, he can say, okay, I'm going to go save animals, but then animals turn out to be, you know, have the face of Superman or Batman or something. I don't know. Something, I don't know. I don't fucking make um, company-wide crossovers in a way, you know. But it's, it, you know, they, they could do something. But right now, it's just like, okay, economics say that we have to put everything in this one. They would rather get 200,000 okay. yeah I know <laughs> get 200,000 sales for this one title one time because let's face it let's say it's a, a nine part miniseries right part one is going to sell out part two and three will sell a little less by the time you get to nine people are like oh shit is that thing still going on you know but they want to lift that one title up instead of trying to lift all the other ones up. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're only selling like 20,000 copies, but if we do this, we might sell 25,000 copies. And who knows, some of those people might want to stick around for the next month. So the next month, you might still sell 25,000 copies. Even if you don't sell 25,000 copies, you might be selling 24,000 copies. But guess what? It's still better than 20,000 copies. But instead of lifting everybody up, eh, they just want to lift up one. So, yeah, it's it's trickle-down storytelling at its finest. Anyway, so, yeah, that's that's what I think about. But what do I know? Because, like I said, I don't make company-wide crossovers. Although, like I said, kind of. Um, company-wide crossovers could be a good storytelling um, device. But when you lean on it every fuck year, then it's going to be a problem. The reason that you may not be able to hear me right now is because I have my phone low, because I just passed the police. And there you go, make a left, not a right, there you go. That's a, that's a good cop. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm not going that direction. Alright, um, yeah, um, for example, I'm doing a lot of projects that will probably nobody else will ever see, okay, um, 
the first comic book that I made, I shared with just a few people. And I put it out there so anybody wants to just contact me, I'll let you read it, right? Nobody ever contacted me, so I said, all right, well, fuck it. Um, That particular offer is off the table. But uh, I got some pretty good feedback. I got some pretty good um, comments about it. It made me think on how I can do things differently in the future. But if I were to put it out, you know, it would be a, a coming right crossover because to me, that's the best way to introduce new characters. You know, if somebody doesn't know who these characters are, you introduce them, you introduce a bunch of them, and hopefully somebody will say, huh, I'd like to know more about this particular person or that particular person or this particular concept or that particular concept. Oh, shit. Oh, well. Um, instead of just relying on, yeah, you should all know who these people are. Because that's another thing I noticed about uh, a lot of coming back crossovers lately is they don't put context on who these characters are. All right? Because um, I was reading and um, the, the Heroes in Crisis thing, and Harley Quinn was kicking everybody's ass. And I'm like, wasn't she like a psychiatrist? I, you know, I, I know a couple of people who, have, who are in, like, psychiatry courses. I, yeah, they can't kick an MMA fighter's ass. anyway um what was i saying so yeah i mean it it could be that way but there's no context so Uh, who cares who cares who cares um like i said i don't make company wide crossovers anybody else can read i'm just out here making a lot of noise (laughs) a lot of comic book noise take it easy Oh, my God.